Hello and welcome. Today we are talking about creativity and mental health. The relationship between creativity, creation, and mental and emotional health. And I'd like to begin by sharing a personal experience that uh, took place at the beginning of 2020, or throughout 2020. At the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, I went through a breakup. And so when the first big lockdown the most intense and severe lockdown um, in my part of the world happened in March of 2020. Um, I kind of had the opportunity to really face and process and feel the lingering sadness and disappointment that was left in the wake of that relationship. And that was a really positive, healthy thing. Um, And... Also, because I was living by myself and single and my closest friends were partnered up um, with their significant others, that lockdown was a period of, of extremely intense isolation and solitude for me, which fortunately, because of my past experiences in life, wasn't that unusual and it wasn't that challenging because I had spent many years living alone in the woods, living this kind of monkish, introspective existence throughout various seasons of my life. So the extreme isolation and solitude didn't um, represent anything too unusual or terrifying for me. Honestly, it was like, hey, this is awesome. I can feel all those hurt feelings that I have from the relationship. And I know that something really amazing is on the other side. And uh, that turned out to be true. However, I wasn't planning on taking this retreat from life, uh, not working, not interacting with anybody. If anything, I had to set some New Year's resolutions that were very worldly. Um, So this was a huge change in plans, and I didn't really know what to do with myself or my time. I fortunately live by a large forested nature park, so I would go walking there for hours every day, which was very positive. Um, But quickly, what I found was writing was the perfect thing to do in that empty space. I, um, I had been working with a variety of book ideas for several years, and I'd written books in the past. Writing has always been um, a a vocation for me. And during this period, I just decided, oh, I should write a book. I've got all this time. Who knows how long I'm going to be in this, um, in this basically involuntary writer's retreat or meditation retreat or whatever. Um, so about a month or so in, to the first lockdown, I started writing. I, uh, I started playing with the idea of writing a book. And at first, I had enormous inhibition and resistance to just sitting down and writing. So what I did was I would set a timer on my phone, and I would listen to very, like, atmospheric, experimental music, and I would just frame my writing sessions as play. The idea was that I wanted to write a book, but if I attached a really, if I said, hey, I'm writing a book right now, 
I would creatively seize up because of the seriousness and gravity of the task at hand. A part of me would take it so seriously, it couldn't create. It couldn't just freely express itself. So once I took away the label and the seriousness of book away from these writing sessions, and I just said, hey, this is time to play. Let's pretend we're writing a book. And if we don't like what we wrote, we'll just throw it all out. And we're learning through play, through pretending. And what happened very quickly is I found that these pretend writing sessions were tapping into something that I thought was really amazing. In fact, I, I think probably for most of the writing sessions that made up the first draft of that book, I would kind of internally convince myself that this was just play. I probably, I'll probably just throw it all out so it doesn't matter. We can be fully free and spontaneous to just fling ideas out and see where the wave takes us. Um, and I kept most of the writing. I probably kept basically all of the writing. Um, yeah, those were... Framing it that way was very healthy and liberating because it just made it this pure, innocent, uh, childlike creative process. It took away seriousness. It took away a sense of gravity, a sense of needing to get it right, which can be incredibly stifling creatively. Um, anyhow, it, it, it took me probably one or two of these writing, daily writing sessions before I felt like I had tapped into a vein creatively. And I, I, I just felt like I was off to the races. I felt like I was in this zone and I was so fulfilled by it. It felt so beautiful and gratifying and exciting. And during a period of my life that otherwise might have been quite dark and confusing, all of a sudden there was all of this light. There was, it turned out to be one of the most beautiful seasons of my life. Um, and I stayed in that space for about, well, for nine months. That's how long I, I started. And then nine months later, I finished and published the book. And that whole time, I was um, kind of single-mindedly focused on it. I, there, the initial restrictions lifted, but I was like, I don't think I can take myself out of this creative zone. I don't want to go back to a normal life until I've fully excavated this, this uh, creative process and I've got a finished piece of work because it feels rare to, to, to hit this vein. Um, and to have it flowing freely. Any, anyhow, rewinding to the beginning of that process, about a month or so in, um, the restrictions were beginning to ease a little bit, and I went and hung out with a couple friends, a couple of my closest friends, and they'd both been spending that initial uh, hardcore lockdown with their partners, and we all met up, and they were in rough shape. They were, just like most people during that lockdown, it was hard. It was crazy. We didn't know if the world was ending or what. It was really bizarre. And, um, and so many healthy, life-giving things 
that sustain people's spirits were taken away from them. My friends were in rough shape. And I felt like an asshole because I was just like in this ecstatic state. There were days during my writing process where I would go for walks in the woods and I would be having these like full body bliss states, these full body ecstatic um, I can't say orgasm because that Im- implies something physiological, um, but very fascinating and enjoyable altered states of consciousness were just spontaneously happening. And I think it's because I was engaged with something that was so very fulfilling that I hadn't had in my life for quite a while. I hadn't been creating that way in years and I had forgotten what a significant part of me that is and I remember during this period a conversation I had with my dad when I was probably 19 or 20 years old and at that time in my life I was a pretty interesting kid in the sense that I what my parents probably wanted for me at the time was just to do something that would bring me stability, success, happiness in the way that they um, could imagine that. Uh, You know, getting a decent job or getting educated for a good career. And I was just like building shacks in the woods and learning how to identify wild plants and reading like 18th century poetry and like not at all um, following a conventional career path. I'm still not. But at that point in my life, it was like to an extreme. And one day I was getting a ride to the edge of town with my dad to hike off into the woods or something. And he was he had some idea for um, a career for me or something. And I, I was, you know, very rebellious against such things at the time. But I remember him saying one thing very matter of factly. He said, well, whatever you do, Miles, you need to be creating something in order to be happy. And at the time, I was in this, like, youthful, rebellious phase where I um, would probably just instinctively reject anything that my parents told me was true about myself. I'd be like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. That's not who I am. This is who I am. I don't need to be creating things. I just need to be immersed in the moment. Um, So I rejected that at the time. I didn't believe it was true. But uh, I realize now, and I certainly realized during the writing of that book in 2020, that I, I do need to be creatively stimulated, whatever that, and that can mean a variety of things. But I, I think that personally I need to feel creatively engaged and that, that I'm creatively growing in order to feel satisfied as a person. And... During that, that whole year of 2020, that was a barren wasteland in a lot of ways, socially and etc., I was so incredibly fulfilled in a very fundamental part of my life that none of that other stuff really mattered. I felt so, like the cup of creative juice was overflowing. And therefore, the lack of connection socially or romantically or whatever 
um, that didn't matter for that season. I don't think that long term um, it was a healthy level of isolation. But for that particular season of my life, I was so satisfied that my mental and emotional health actually thrived because I had this purpose, I had a direction, I had a focus. It was incredibly stimulating creatively and intellectually and emotionally. Um, and, And the result of it was a book that I love and that has changed my life path because now that's what I'm focused on uh, you know, it's part of what this podcast is a result of. Um, so I really, I really connected the dots for myself as to how vital creativity, creative expression, creative growth are for my own mental and emotional health. And I don't think that any type of creativity will have the same mileage for me emotionally and mentally and what I mean by that is um, for me to feel fulfilled and to get those emotional and mental benefits I think the creative process has to feel kind of like I'm growing or I'm expressing in a new and free and surprising and unknown ways so if, if it's really contrived and formulaic and like I'm just trying to fit into something, I'm trying to create to be accepted, or I'm trying to create to um, repeat another person's format, I don't think that that has the same um, benefit for me personally, because what feels so vitalizing is this sense of um, new waters, of uh, just like spontaneous expression of um, learning how to master one's form, in this case, um, writing or storytelling, in new ways, but also just letting the creative spirit, which is something greater than me, move through me and surprise me and humble me. Um, There's something about raw, spontaneous creativity that is, um, it is a transcendent experience without being overly esoteric or spiritual or religious. It, it doesn't have to be any of those things, but there's something about the creative process itself that um, is, is transcendent and it's really, really uh, nourishing and beautiful. And... Um, I'm in an interesting phase right now with all of this because after I finished writing that book, I knew that I could go back into isolation and write another one. But I decided to give myself um, kind of a task of um, not allowing myself to go into isolation and write another book until I've done something significant in the realm of promoting this work and getting it out into the world and kind of creating a body of work around it. So right now, this creative energy that I have in me that like wants to express in order for me to feel 
calm and fulfilled in life, um, it needs to express itself in all these ways that are incredibly uncomfortable for me. Like podcasting, for one, it's not that uncomfortable, but something like writing press releases and tri- like just doing traditional marketing, um, my insecurity and inhibitions uh, can really be a wall that keeps me from completely uninhibitedly um, throwing myself into those things. And so I find myself in this fascinating dance where without expressing and creating, I, uh, I feel like a flower that's withering. I feel like my spark goes out and there's nothing else that I have in life that can um, a substitute for that. I probably could find things like drugs or something, but, <laughs> but I don't, um, fortunately. And so if I don't do the things, if I'm not creating work around that book and pushing it out there, doing the marketing that feels authentic and honest, and um, yeah, if my shame and inhibition is blocking me from doing that, then I feel like a flower that's withering. Um, so I have these two things going on. This, um, this inhibition that's an amazing thing to overcome. And I'm really happy to say that it has been shifting and evolving over the past year. Massively, massively, massively. Um, and it kind of has to because if I'm not creating in a fairly consistent way, and if I'm not pushing myself into new waters in a consistent way, I feel like a flower that's withering, which is a kind of an amazing motivation to keep going and keep creating. There's so many different ways that for myself, creativity and creation can manifest itself. It can manifest itself through going skateboarding, which is also something I took up during the pandemic, which I'm very surprised by. I mean, I grew up skateboarding, but I stopped skateboarding for almost 20 years, and then I started again, and now I'm constantly learning new tricks and new movements almost every time I go skateboarding, and there's something incredibly satisfying about that because it's physical and it requires these new it requires like constantly opening my mind to new possibilities to learn new movements so again there's like a newness a um a learning and a growth that happened through that and that can happen through a new job that can happen through learning a language that can happen through building a cabinet or weaving a basket or um making a pair of pants that you really like there's so many different ways it can happen through building a website or um, creating a podcast there are innumerable ways that the the creative impulse can be satisfied it can be satisfied by doing plumbing repairs i think anything can be like so many tactile things um And I think I just wanted to acknowledge that today, the importance 
of creativity in our mental and emotional health. Um, because sometimes we can do the work in so many areas of our lives and um, without some outlet for pure, spontaneous, natural, creative expression, um, there might just be a pillar of our life that isn't being attended to. It's really important. It's really beautiful. It's really satisfying. And we, when we do create from that place, sometimes it might just be like me going skateboarding. It's just something that's beautiful that I get to experience. And that's just like, um, it's just like nature. It's like a cloud in the sky. It's impermanent. And it's only there for the moment that it's there. And it's only witnessed if you're there to witness it. That doesn't take away from its beauty and its sanctity. And at other times, um, we might create something that's uh, that affects others, like a book or a song or a house or whatever. Um, so it's very important. It's what makes the world go round. And for my mental and emotional health, although sometimes I can curse it because <laughs> I can curse the fact that I need to be creative because it will set me off on wild pathways weird pathways you know nine months of solitude writing a book pathways but at the end of that there's nothing that i would want more than to have walked down that path anyhow that's all for today i hope you enjoyed this if you did let me know send me a message leave a comment give it a rating and until next time have a beautiful week